welcome, Braves Nation, to the Ethos Braves Podcast. I'm your host, John Day, and I have my amazing, interesting co-host on the other side, Jeremy Bell. Jeremy, what's going on? Oh, it's uh, another great day to talk about the Atlanta Braves, my friend. Um, well, the Braves look really good for all these four <laughs> games, but, you know, they didn't come out with a win. Uh, yeah, nothing to show. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Uh, it, it was um, it, it was an interesting weekend, uh, I, one of which I, I continue to be not a fan of the Little League extra inning rule because it seems to me like we can never get anything accomplished. Um, another good pitching outing, I believe, uh, except maybe with that potential on Friday night, but uh, another good pitching outing on Saturday and Sunday. And nothing to show for the Sunday matchup and, and even looking ahead of Monday night's game with the Brewers, another good pitching matchup, but nothing to show just because the bats uh, weren't, weren't alive. So um, anyway, good competitive series against the Padres, just nothing to show for it other than one win. Um, you know, the Friday night was back and forth. The final score was 11 to six and you don't think that's a back and forth, but it seemed like, Every time the the Padres would score, the Braves would come right back and score, and then it was back and yeah. forth. Right, one in the third for each of them, and then the Padres picked up two in the fifth. The Braves came back and got one in the fifth, um, and and so uh, you know at that time it's three to two, and I'm thinking, oh boy. And then they got one in the sixth, they made it four to two, and then the Braves came back and got four in the sixth, and I was thinking, oh yes, all righty, I was. You know, super excited. By the way, I could actually watch it on Apple Apple Plus because I forgot I still had an account at least, and I wasn't paying, but it was free actually. So, go. so you know, I'm super excited about you know watching it. And then all of a sudden, the Padres killed me, and they came in and you know scored uh, the three runs in the in the seventh, and then four runs in the ninth. So it, it was you know one of which uh, the Braves struggled a little bit. I think. Uh, defensively, um, you know, things are, uh, you know, again, with the big struggle, uh, with an error. uh, And that was kind of, I think, that the theme of maybe of the weekend was a little bit more of the defense has been struggling. And even if you look at uh, Monday night's game, uh, you could look at how uh, there was a a defensive uh, struggle out there. So, I don't know. Um, it, it, you know, the best defense in the league, you know, last year is struggling a little bit. And that's okay. It's it's still May. You know, it's still middle of May. But, uh, you know, they were able to put up runs. Uh, but the Padres were just able to put up more. And that, um, you know, Max had a good game. Uh, six innings, nine hits, four earned. You know, two base on balls and six strikeouts. It, it was just uh, Will Smith uncharacteristically struggling with three runs he gave up on three hits and that was unusual. And then Strider even came in and gave up uh, two runs. And then Darren O'Day came up and gave in two runs too. So anyway, it was um, uh, one of which they were hitting the ball and they weren't putting them on base, uh, you know, pitching wise by walks. It was only three walks, but uh, still uh, we just couldn't, couldn't, you know, couldn't get over the hump, I guess. Um, were there any standout moments from that game to you? Well, you know, Travis DeMerritt, another great game, I thought, with three hits. Uh, even William Contreras had a couple of hits. And uh, bottom part of the order is where the where the hits came from, other than DeMerritt and Olsen were on base. Uh, you know, DeMerritt got on base uh, with two walks as well. He was three for three. That was good. And Olsen was on base uh, with two walks. But Riley and Ozuna struggling again, although Ozuna with the one hit, uh, Darno struggling again, but you know Ozzy and, and Adam and uh, William Contreras and even Dansby Swanson down at the bottom, you know they um, they were really really great. But another great effort, Max Freed, another very good uh, effort from Max. Uh, you, you can't complain about what Max is going out there and doing. Uh, it seems like able to navigate in and out of um, trouble. Uh, gave up nine hits, uh, so able to navigate through some, uh, you know, some tough, tight spots, uh, but still 
uh, you know, that middle part of the order. And, and I am, you know, one of, you know, to give guys chances, but, uh, you know, Travis DeMerit, I think needs to continue to play, uh, is, is having a great year, but it will be, I will be glad to get, uh, Acuna back, which I think that's going to happen Tuesday night. Uh, that will be great. I think they missed that energy on the field, uh, with him out there and at the plate. And I think that's right now, they're just struggling a little bit with the energy factor. Uh, and, and some guys are really struggling and I'm not sure how long you continue going with some of these guys that are struggling, uh, because you really need to get to score and run. And if you get up there and in, in situations, they have not been very good with runners in scoring position this year. Uh, that has been a stat you're going to see get even more uh, looked at as the year goes on if you're not able to score runs. And these guys that are struggling, it may be time to start looking at other things. Well, um, moving on to Saturday, they were able to score. Uh, so they scored six in the first game, but lose 11 to six. Um, then they go back at 4.05 on uh, Fox Sports 1, I, I believe. And, yes, it was. Yep, um, it was. They uh, went 6-5 to five, um, on a comeback, actually. Um, yes, on a comeback. Yep, absolutely. Well, yeah, it was, it was uh, Riley that doubled in the winning run, correct? Yes. Yep, it sure was. It, and, again, one of those where I thought, oh, no, here we go again. We, uh, you know, we, we lead – you know, we're up two to one going into the eighth inning and the Padres just, you know, jump out there with four runs of their own. Uh, Charlie Morton, a very good pitching uh, pitching matchup. Charlie Morton, great game, six innings, two hits, nine strikeouts. He was really dealing very early, but one earned, earned, one earned run. So as you look at that stat in general, uh, and one base on ball, uh, another error committed. Uh, so, you know, that's something that you, you don't see as much in back-to-back days with errors. Uh, but, uh, you know, everybody else, um, you know, was 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 pretty pretty good as far as uh, the bullpen goes. But, uh, but boy, um, you know, Jansen had to come in and get a, a – uh, Two inning save, actually an inning and two, inning and two thirds, I guess, mm-hmm. is what he ended up doing. Uh, didn't throw many in, many pitches in that eighth inning, but I think it was one of those I need to get out of this inning. <laughs> so you know we're struggling. It's the eighth inning and we've already scored four runs. I got to bring somebody in, but then oh no, now you tie it, and it's like oh I guess Kenley, can you go out there and keep pitching? So uh, you know, but everybody hitting uh, Darno again with the struggle. Um, and then Dansby again with the, a struggle, and uh, then you go on down the list. Heredia was one, uh, no hits for him, and uh, Duvall actually got a huge walk, uh, which helped score another one. But they did all that scoring, if I recall correctly, in the eighth inning with two outs. I believe you're uh, and and that was huge. Yeah. Um. Okay. Side draw for a second. Who? Okay. So. Contreras is doing okay. Um, Darno is struggling. Who is better defensively, in your opinion? Um, <laughs> um I, I'm gonna probably say they're, if I recall correctly, they're pretty even defensively. Okay. Uh, if I recall, Contreras was the guy coming up who was supposed to be a pretty good hitter as well, um, and. Even Monday night's game, we go to the Brewers on that Monday night game, a wild pitch happened, mm-hmm. uh, you know. But Darno's been able to throw out runners, which is something that he's not been known for. Um, and I think I, I think they make a good tag team combo. Okay. okay? Uh, maybe not necessarily being the greatest defensive players, but they're able to get by with whatever you can, whatever you can get. Uh, you know, they're not – they're not making you struggle. The catchers are not making you struggle as far as defensively goes. Right. Um, you know, there's a, you know, with, with Ian Anderson, when he pitched uh, on Monday night against the Brewers, you know, he, he threw the wild pitch. Well, he bounced it up there. And, you know, as much as a good defensive catcher is, there are going to be times where you can't stop a play like that. There's just mm-hmm. no way 
you almost had in that instance with with that pitch, you almost had to become more like an infielder instead of a catcher. And there's just no way to stop things like that. Now, there are other things that a catcher can do and that he's supposed to do to block things. And I think Darno and Contreras give you those things. They get you by enough that they don't hurt you. They're not the ones, I believe, hurting you. They've actually, too, been hitting the ball. And even Contreras being the DH, which you don't usually see with both of your catchers playing. So there's something that both of them are giving you right now, and they're not hurting you. So, I, I you know, if Contreras is going to be the catcher of the future, uh, then, you know, I, I think we're still pretty safe. Uh, because I think they still he still gives you the same amount of tools as what Darno does. Maybe not from the uh, game calling side of things, but at least they're not hurting you on the field. Is it just me? Am I watching too much baseball between pro uh, MLB and college, or are there just more wild pitches and pass balls this year? Uh, there are more wild pitches this year. Um, I, I'm, you know, and I don't, and 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 again. I've seen more, and this just goes on how the pitchers and how kind of wild in the first month and a half that the pitchers have been, and it may be because of that shortened spring training because yep. they weren't able to do everything like they, they should have been. I've seen more walks with the bases loaded this year than I bet I've seen in five years. Wow. Uh, now, and I watch a lot of Braves baseball, so – uh, I watch a lot of others as well, but I watch Braves more. But I've seen more walks with the bases loaded than I've seen in a long time. And, again, that will speak to how wild the pitchers are. Um, and, and I think maybe having that spring training um, shortened because of the strike, I think that's where your pitchers don't have time to kind of get seasoned. Mm -hmm. um, knock the rust off maybe I guess would that be what you call it uh, they have yeah. time to do that and then they get going in the first of the year and they're ready to go but I think uh, even when you look at Ian Anderson um, and and how on Monday night's game he was kind of nibbling you know and, and other things and, and then he would get two outs and then he would struggle and then he throws the wild pitch you know after the the guy gets a double and then ends up getting to third, uh, getting hit over to third, and then ends up having a wild pitch. And mm -hmm. that's the only run they score. So, yeah, I, I think catchers are having a harder time this year, at least, because the pitchers are a little bit wilder, uh, just because they haven't knocked the rust off yet. Uh, and that will come, I think, within the next month, they're going to get settled back down uh, and, and, and be okay. But but you're right, there have been a lot of wild pitches, and I think that just speaks on how the pitchers just aren't ready to go yet. Was it the Cardinals last year, that, or either last year or a couple of years ago, that the Braves were playing, and the Cardinals walked in like four or five runs in an inning? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. I yeah. That, I thought that was crazy. Yeah, yeah it is. Uh, you know, I, I was a pitcher, and I always prided myself on being accurate, mm -hmm. okay, and throwing strikes. Mm -hmm. Now, I was a lefty, which makes me a crafty lefty, okay? There you go. Uh, so, so I did not have particularly fast stuff, but I also had some off-speed stuff that was pretty, you know, pretty bad, pretty nasty. Mm -hmm. uh, and so, I, but I always prided myself on the fact that I could throw strikes with any pitch that I had. Uh, it didn't matter. First pitch, I could throw a curveball, and I could throw it for a strike. Mm -hmm. uh, I could also spin it differently. You know, I, I, I could give them the old EFAS curve. I could also spin it a little bit differently to make it a harder curve, uh, you know, that to go with my fastball. And then I, at, in, in later years, developed a forkball uh, on my own, by the way. Uh, so I had another pitch. But I always prided myself on throwing strikes because I knew my job as a pitcher was not to walk anybody. Right. Because that was, again, we've talked about it before. That was the part of the job that I could control. Right. Uh, and I thought this year, and again, it may be speaking on the fact that we haven't had a spring training like we should have had, that there have been more walks uh, just because the pitchers aren't ready to go yet. And I think maybe Major League Baseball 
maybe we're going to learn something this year with the fact that it's not a good idea to have a short spring training. Um, maybe we should have uh, had another half a month or something before we got started, or maybe we shouldn't have started until June and we just shortened the schedule. Uh, so uh, anyway, that, that's beside the point. We could go on with that for a long time, but yeah. um, uh, again, I, I prided myself on throwing strikes. Right. Uh, that was my job. I wanted to throw strikes and I can hear my wife when, when she would, when I get mad at the pitchers for not throwing strikes, you know, I'm always a believer. Let's get that first pitch strike. And she would, yeah, she, and right. I, I sit there and I complain and complain. And she says, well, honey, don't you think they're trying to do that? I, sometimes I don't know. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I mean, these guys are veterans. These guys are major league players. They should be throwing strikes. But yet I also know you could get a guy like Spencer Strider who could go out there and he could strike out, he could pitch three innings and strike out nine guys, but then the next game he could come in and he may give up nine hits. Right. I mean, that's just the way it goes. Sometimes it's good and sometimes it's not. Last night, or Monday night, I should say, you know, Milwaukee's pitchers were really good. I mean, they were really good. It looked like they were just throwing uh, everything they threw up there we couldn't hit. And that happens. I mean, you ask any pitcher, you ask Tom Glavin, why couldn't Tom Glavin get through the first inning? Well, I don't know. He went on to be a Hall of Famer. Um, you know, it's just one of those things where it's a mental thing. It's that they struggle. It's like you wish they could just start in the second inning. Right. And that's it. And that's why And that's why some managers think that it's good. Let's throw the closer out there in the first inning to get through that, that mental side of the first inning and then let the starter come in. So, I don't know. It's the mental games you play. And I always thought – I always tried to play those mental games when I was a pitcher. I always thought, what's the batter expecting when I – when I, he comes up there, he's going to expect me to throw him a fastball on the first pitch. Well, I'm not doing it. You know, uh, you know, if it's 2-2 or 3-2, what's the batter expecting me to do? Well, he's probably expecting me to throw a fastball so I don't walk him. Well, I'm not going to do that. Right. So, I mean, it, that's just the mental side of things, and some people can handle it and some people can't. Um, you still got that curve and all those pitches in you? I still do, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I've thrown a lot of batting practice over the years uh-uh. with my son, and and even my nephew, I've coached, um, coached Little League and, and stuff for 20-something years. So uh, I threw batting practice. You know, before they had the screens, I threw batting practice. Now, later in my career, I decided I would use a screen because so, I was a little bit slower. But, but, oh, yes, you know, when they, got, when they got older, you know, I would throw them the stuff like that just because I knew that other pitchers were going to do it too. Right. Uh, so – so yeah, I can I can still uh, throw it. It's not fast, but I, I'm I'm still crafty. Let's put it that way. Nice, <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. um, so getting to the early morning game on Sunday. Geez, oh yes, ten thirty for yes. guys, right? It was it was an early game. Yeah, you know, and again, um, you know, you you get to church, you get out of church, and all of a sudden the game's uh, what a game's well into existence. As right. a matter of fact. Uh, so yeah, but I, you know what, at another streaming service I have, that's Peacock. So yes. So I was able to watch that game as well. <laughs> so, yeah, not a good, you know, again, a good pitching effort. Uh, I thought, uh, Kyle Wright, um, again, nine strikeouts. He only walked a couple, three hits, uh, one of those an earned run. So in other words, again, we had some defensive miscues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this now being the third straight game, we've had an error. And if you go to Monday night's game, it's the fourth straight game. We've had an error. Uh, but Kyle Wright, a good game. I mean, six and a third, three hits, only one earned run, uh, two base on balls. Um, so nine strikeouts. There we uh, go. Nine strikeouts for Kyle Wright. A good game. McHugh had to come in and finish up that sixth, uh, that seventh inning, I should say. Mm-hmm. And then Mentor and, and Jansen finished up uh and then we went to that crazy extra innings of which i cannot stand by the way uh and that's kind of where it all uh fell apart uh fell apart in many different ways and they end up scoring four runs in the 11th inning and all of a sudden we lose seven to three and we committed three errors in the game uh so that again if i had something that stood out to me not only you know, there were 
there were guys that had good games. I, I go back to Kyle Wright and, and the performance that he had, but I also look at the defense and three errors, and you can't continue to give extra outs in a game because it's going to come back to bite you. And I feel the two games we, we lost over the weekend, it's those defensive miscues that have killed us. And even to the point you go to Monday night and you look and it's those miscues that just kill you and can just cost you what one run can do it all right there. But right. you give them one extra out and all of a sudden it turns into a four-run you know, extra inning affair, and I'm just not a big fan. Again, I, I could win games. That runner on second base, I could win it every time just because I play small ball. Uh, I hit the guy. I either, you know, and, and, of course, when some of the guys come up and they're playing, like let's say Matt Olson comes up and, and, and we put, like Travis Demerit is the guy on second base. Well, if I'm Matt Olson, I'm getting that guy to third base one way right. or the other because they're playing the shift on me already. So I've got to hit the ball that away, but I've got to put the ball in play to get him over there. Right. Even if I hit the ball to third base, by the way, um, if I hit him to third base, guess what? Demerit's going to score because nobody's at third base. Okay. That's all I got to do. It's an easy right. softball slap to third base and we score a run. So I'm scoring a run every single time in extra innings. Um, you know, this would have been the year, by the way, this would have been the year since we shortened spring training and we're going to play a thousand games all in like uh, several months. This would have been the year to go back to the seven inning affairs, uh, in double headers. Mm -hmm. Uh, because if we're so worried about pitchers, then why in the world are we playing, uh, you know, why, why are we playing double headers that are nine innings instead of seven? But anyway, why are we playing the extra inning rule? That goes away next year, and we can't get rid of it fast enough, by the way. Now, the yes. Braves tried to take advantage of it. I mean, they tried uh, – it was Orlando Arcia, correct, who tried yes. to play and yes. too hard? Yes. And, again, but you're trying to ask a guy who's never done that before, who's not used to bunting, you're trying to ask a guy to bunt. Mm -hmm. and, and it's just not – none of those guys, do they practice it? Um, you know what, when, when I was there, when I was at Truist Park, uh, been there the last several years, I don't know that I see them practicing bunting anymore. Okay. Wow. Because that is not something that they do because it's, they, they want to hit the ball. What do they want to do? They want to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Right. Uh, they want to hit the ball hard. Uh, well, even in some of these shift situations, if you don't bunt, you still should be able to take advantage because all you got to do is put the ball in play. Your job is with the guy on third base or guy on second, you get him to either third or you get him home by getting the ball in the air. The problem is you strike out too many times, John, and and we strike out way too many, way too many times, including Monday night's game where I believe it was 18 strikeouts in the wow. game and it may have been even more. I'd have to I had to look, but I know at one point um, because I walked around, I, I paced the floor quite a bit last uh, Monday night. So we're working on some uh, graduation party for my son because he graduates high school on, on Sunday, and so we're working on decorations while I'm watching the game, and I'm walking around, and and it just kept strikeout, 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 and that's kind of the problem. We don't our 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 image is we're going to get the guy home because we're going to get a hit. Well, you don't necessarily need a hit. All right. you need is to get the ball in the outfield. That's it. Uh, fly ball will do it. Uh, shallow, sometimes with a Acuna on base, a shallow fly ball does it. Uh, you know, that guy in the outfield still got to catch it. That guy right. in the outfield still got to throw you out at home. That's all we need to do. But instead, we're going up there trying to get the winning hit. I don't need the winning hit, okay? Um, I, all I need is a... Uh, you know, a, a bun, a squeeze play would do it. Uh, you know, my the the high school that I cover uh, sports for, in one game a few years ago, they squeezed in three runs in a row. Wow! Had the bases loaded, they squeezed in three runs in a row. And you, I mean, how do? You, when do you do that ever? You don't. I wish the squeeze I squeeze play. Pardon? I said I wish I would see that more. Well, I don't know that a major league team would be able to handle that. Um, because if you look at 
let's say, and look, Matt Olson is not going to do it, okay? I get that. He's not going to squeeze a guy in. But what would happen if he squared around a bunt and all he did was bunt the ball down the third baseline? He's got a hit. Well, he gets a hit, you know? I mean, these. that's why, to me, I, I used to – this is a long time ago, too, by the way. I used to do slow-pitch softball. I used to broadcast when I first started – uh, doing um, high school sports, um, I was not only doing football, but I was doing basketball, and I also was doing baseball. Um, and then I did softball. I did slow pitch softball. Okay, okay. that was not fun. So then I didn't do softball for a long period of time, and then I picked up um, with uh, the other school that's in in my um, in my town. I picked up with that other school and started doing fast pitch softball. That team that year won the state championship, okay, um, in, in Kentucky. And fast pitch softball is a fun game to watch. And it's a fun game to do because it's a quick game. But they know how to slap. You know, they, they slap the ball down the line to try to get, you know, try to get on. Well, that's all it takes. And I think a guy like Pete Rose, who, who had so many hits, I think he probably could have had another thousand hits if they were playing the shift on him because all he would do it was just slap it down the third baseline. Wade Boggs, the another guy, you know, we talked about that before. But what would happen if Matt Olson squared around a bunt and slapped it down the third baseline to get that guy home? Well, he gets a hit. Not only that. So, I mean, that's I think that's what we struggle. But I don't know if teams would be able to handle a squeeze play anymore because they don't see it enough. And it you're would, right. We don't, we don't do it enough. It would mess the shift up really, really, really bad there. with. Well, uh, and I think – look – yeah, and that shift, too, with Austin Riley. Austin Riley of late has really struggled. Um, but that shift is where uh, he has been able to uh, kind of counteract the shift because he's hitting the ball the other way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so they have to play a little more straight up on him. Um, and, and I, you know, if they decide to get rid of the shift, the dynamics are certainly going to change next year. Uh, and I think you're going to see uh, more – more hits from guys you may not I don't know uh but those guys that know how to hit the ball the other way and I think that's where Dansby even though he's been struggling a little bit Dansby and they showed this stat Monday night uh, I and I wish that some of we, we've got we use stats so much but yet I don't think the players pay attention to you know that stat cast stuff I don't think they pay attention to that and they look at that you know, they show some of the graphics on TV and they show how Dansby Swanson, how he is better suited hitting the ball, um, you know, center field to right field, um, how he has, has, has really done well hitting the ball that way. But yet he's always trying to pull it. Austin Riley the same way. When Austin Riley came up, he was a home run hitter. He hit a bunch of home runs right in the very beginning. Then pitchers learned he can't hit the off-speed pitch. Well, then he right. can hit the off-speed pitch because he was hitting it the other way. And then he started hitting the ball the other way. And look at that average. He had an MVP year last year. So you wish that you could say, okay, guys, look, I know the home run looks great, but look at this. You can do this, this, and this if you just pay attention to your stats and you pay attention. Now, again, pitching dictates that. But, um, you know, I love a guy who, who if the, if, if the pitcher's going to throw me that outside pitch, I'm going to hit it the other way. I am not going to pull it. And I love the guys that you can see the eyes and you can see the hand stay back and hit the ball the other way. And it's like, ha ha, I got you. I beat the shift. So anyway. So all that good pitching to start with on Sunday was thrown away in the 11th inning after the failed bunt attempt. Um, Yes. Yes. Jackson uh, Jackson Stevens pitched two innings. He pitched great the 10th inning and then blew up. Yeah. 11th inning. Yeah, it, it all kind of fell apart in the 11th inning, and we lost the game. So, again, um, you know, what is that? Okay, so what does that tell you? Uh, we get great pitching, but we're not doing what? We're not hitting, hitting. the ball. Nope. We're not, we're not fielding the ball either. So, uh, again, in that game, Kyle Wright, uh, Colin McHugh, uh, A.J. Minter, Kenley Jansen pitched an inning, which – again, uh, left a lot of those guys out from last night's game because um, it's a good thing that Ian Anderson on Monday night kind of recovered and and was able 
to pitch six, uh, six innings. And then Strider came in with those two innings as well uh, because the bullpen was spent. You know, they were done, uh, which is unusual because we had two days off last week to begin with. So they should have been, but we had to use them uh, because, uh, you know, we did struggle in some of the games and we had to use too many guys. So um, anyway, I, again, I think pitching is going to be the strong point. Uh, and, and a guy like Max Freed knows I'm going to get, I get one run. I'm going to, I'm going to win this game. Uh, I think Tom Glavin was the same way. And I think some of these pitchers um, are, may have to get that Freed mentality of just give me a run. That's all I need. Right. Uh, and right now some of these guys are, are really asking for more than one run to win it. And Max is like one run, like an eternity. Um, <laughs> and, and he's just going out there and throwing. And I think, and not afraid to go out there and throw. I think some of these guys with a one-run lead are afraid that they're going to give it up. Well, stop being afraid and pitch. Right. Just pitch. Do your job. And, and you know, eventually the hitting's going to come around. And I think when you add, I don't know, that, that guy that's been missing the last four games, oh, Ronald. I yeah. think when you put Ronald back in the lineup, things change a little bit. But I also think it's time to start looking at some of these other guys and saying, Okay, fellas, you know, it's time to, you know, it's time to put up, you know, right. and, and, and time to get moving. Or I'm, I'm, I've got guys that are waiting, waiting to come in there and play. But, you know, guys like Demerit, I think, still deserve to play because he's had such a great year. Is he a leadoff guy? I don't know. I thought he's done pretty well other than um, Sunday's game. He was 0 for 5. Uh, and, and, and struggle a little bit last night, but, oh, wait a minute, so, or Monday night, so did everybody else. Right. Uh, so you can't really take a look at that and say, oh, well, Travis DeMerit didn't have a good game. Well, nobody else did either, but uh, I think he's a guy that still deserves to play, and with Acuna coming back, um, you know, it's time to start looking at some of this, what, what we're doing in the outfield. Mm -hmm. um, and I think DeMerit is a guy that's got to stay in the outfield personally my standout moment from this game would be the failed bun attempt that i feel like the momentum shifted in that in that play and then the braves isn't that, isn't that the way it happens when you can't it, it's like um you know when it rains it pours yeah. you know uh, yeah. them scoring four runs there when you can't do one simple thing it's like oh no uh, you know, now we're in trouble. It's kind of like in some of the games we've been in where we, we, we're we down one to nothing, we come back, we tie it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's one to one. Uh, they go up two to one, we come back and tie it. But yet we never can get over the hump. Right. Uh, I've seen it in basketball so many times, and I've thought more times than not, and I've mentioned it several times this past year with the high school team that I cover, and they had a great year. And oh, some of the games – in some of the games that they struggled in and they, they only scored in the 40-point range, I kept saying, if we could just get that lead. Because things change tremendously from a mental standpoint when you get the lead. Right. Because now you put the pressure on the opposing team. Uh, when it's always the opposing team leading, well, guess what? You're putting the pressure on the, the home team or, or like the Braves. And I and I, it's just a different mental game when you take the lead. Uh, you're you're more upbeat. Uh, there's a lot of different things that go on when you have the lead. But yet, right. when you're always trying to make that comeback, you're having to work a lot harder, and it's just tough. Uh, but from the mental side of things, it's just something different when you have the lead. Uh, and a team, you know, like the Padres, who it seemed like never really played from behind, with the exception of maybe. Uh, you know, the the Saturday game, um, you know, and then even then they still were ahead at, at points. They just never seemed to play from behind, and they just kept the pressure on all weekend, all weekend. Right. And, they, and they were tight. It's like it's the same thing with Monday night's game. It just seems like we are so uptight, so tight right now. We're not loose. And I think that maybe that's what Ronald – Even I know it's just one player – but still, one player can make a difference, and I think that's the guy maybe that can loosen up, loosen us up a little bit, right? Get back to where we, yes, we are six and a half games out of first place right now. I get that, I understand that, 
but we've only played uh, a small amount of games uh, in the grand scheme of things when it comes to 162. And okay, so anyway, that I, I mean, that, I, that's what I think. We still can be relaxed, and we've played some very good teams, but it's time to time to start beating the teams we're supposed to beat. Right. Um. Now, you can see Ian Anderson pitch on Monday night. To me, yes. it's a, in your opinion, did he pitch really well? I thought he did. I was sitting there trying to figure out what my uh, what my take on Ian Anderson was going to be last night. Um, six innings, uh, four hits, one earned run, uh, two base on balls, and three strikeouts. That's a very good stat line. Mm-hmm. Um, again, you look at the walks, only two walks and six innings, okay? So how many – that's a, a walk every three innings. Uh, pretty good stuff. I like that. I'd rather see that than than what has been his norm, a walk just about every inning. Right. Uh, what I thought, what I and, – and the one thing that I was thinking about, uh, and I thought about this all night too, and even this morning when I was working out, um, that my thought was he very rarely gets that first pitch out, mm. okay? Um, which, as a pitcher – uh, to me, an immaculate inning, even though they said, and we talked about this before, an immaculate inning is nine pitches, um, you strike out, uh, three pitches each batter, and he strikes out. Okay, right. um, That's the immaculate inning, and there haven't been too many of those, although here recently you've seen some. Well, to me, the immaculate inning is three pitches, three outs. Okay? Right. And I thought at times that Ian would get uh, 0-2 and, and then – I don't know why a pitcher has to think they've got to waste the next pitch. Um, and especially with pitch count, how about you just go ahead and strike the guy out? Yeah. Um, and at times it would be like, okay, now one and two. And then he'd come back in two and two. Then it would be three and two. So now all of a sudden it's different all over the place. And that's where I think he racks up way too many pitches. You look at the first inning where he really was very – concise was the third I think the third fourth and fifth innings uh, because he didn't throw a whole lot of pitches I think 12 12 maybe 13 Mm -hmm. in those uh, middle innings that he pitched but if you look at the first inning now again an error in the first inning by Matt Olson necessitated more pitches from Ian so he wouldn't have had 25 I think he threw 20 25 pitches he wouldn't have had 25 pitches in the first inning um, they didn't get any runs out of it, which was good. But again, as a pitcher to someone who commits errors, that means you've got to throw more. But I think Ian um, nibbles way too much for me. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, I think he tries to, um, you know, he tries to use that curveball effectively, which is good. Uh, but I think that that the the other pitches that he has, whether it be the fastball, whether it be the changeup, that was really good last night. I think those are the two pitches I think I start with, and then I work off that to my curveball. But, again, I think Ian just doesn't get enough first pitch. I think in the game last night in the six innings, I saw only one first pitch out, and that was in the latter innings. Mm. And I was thinking, ooh, that's good, Ian, because now you can continue. In the beginning, you were thinking, oh, no, he's only going to pitch four innings. And the bullpen's already was going to be without Jansen, was going to be probably without Mentor. Uh, there were several guys that, that weren't going to be able to pitch. So it was like, oh, no. But then he really settled down through that middle portion of his, of his pitching and got to the sixth inning. I know he did throw over 100 pitches. He wasn't much off. But, um, but still, getting those first pitch strikes and first pitch outs, I think, are important. But he did cut down on the walks, which is good. But only had three strikeouts, which is unusual because I think Ian Anderson is also that strikeout pitcher. But then you had Strider came in, and he took care of that. He had three strikeouts himself (laughs) in only two innings. I mean, so he was throwing the ball really well last night, too. So the pitching was really good, and Ian only gave up four hits. I mean, hits were a hot commodity last night. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of hits that that, uh, happened in the game. And as a matter of fact – I was keeping up with uh, the the high school that I cover uh, sports for. Uh, they had their uh, regional or district tournament game last night with their crosstown rival, and uh, I was keeping up with it too. And that, at the point at the time, was more exciting than the game I was watching. And I wasn't even at the game 
uh, the <laughs> high school game. I had somebody that was giving me play-by-play, and, and that was more exciting. And when, then when the game ended, I was like, well, could you just keep doing it? I mean, it's more exciting than what I'm watching. I mean, <laughs> one run, and the only run scored on a wild pitch. And the Braves, by the way, struck out uh, 16 times. Eesh. So, yeah, um, you know, Hader came in, struck out the side. Devin Williams come in, came in in the eighth and struck out the side. And then uh, Peralta, 10 strikeouts. I thought he had more than that, but 10 strikeouts. It looked like he had 20, by the way. So, Every, anyway. Everybody talks about how good the Braves bullpen is. The Brewers have a really good bull, one-two punch right there with Devin Williams and Josh Hader. Oh, uh, yeah. And Devin Williams, it, you know, Devin Williams looks like, uh, you know, I, I think Devin Williams could beat Colin McHugh. Uh, as far as the way his pitches move, really? um, he and I mean they 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 just have some crazy spin. And let me tell you what: if I was a pitcher last night, the umpire would be would have been my best friend. I probably would have taken him out to eat at, later at whatever restaurant <laughs> he wanted to, because the strike zone was exactly what the strike zone needed to be. It was wide for a pitcher, but it was consistent and it was consistently good on mm. his part. Okay. Uh, I don't think batters last night, you know, batters who complain about the strike zone um, need to probably rethink themselves. Okay. Um, it's like Matt Olson was, was, uh, was on, I think at one point it was three, two on him. And as I've always told my kids that I've taught in, you know, in little league and, and leagues after that, I've always told them, look, if it's three, two, if you've got two strikes on you and it's close, you better be swinging. Right. Okay. Don't let the umpire call you out on a third strike and then complain. Because right. why didn't you hit the ball on the first strike, okay? Or why didn't you hit the ball on the second strike to where you get to the third strike, okay? So he got a pitch, and it was perfect pitch right on the outside corner, which, oh, by the way, that's where the ump had been calling it all night long. He was right. up and in, up and in in the zone. He was on either side, and, and it was a very good strike zone for the pitchers. Uh, and the, and as a batter, you just have to adjust. But, but yeah, I would have probably taken him out last night because he was very good for both teams. He was very good, uh, very consistent on, on the calling. You don't hear that a lot, you know, from our umpires. But, but uh, that zone was wide and as a pitcher. And, I, and, and maybe that's why Ian had, you know, a little more success is because the strike zone was wide. You know, you get an umpire whose strike zone is really small, a guy like Ian Anderson's going to struggle. Right. Uh, and I think that's what we've seen seen of late, but but not a lot. But Devin Williams had some really good pitches last night, uh, and I can see why guys were striking out because, boy, uh, his movement on his, his – what they said, spin rate. Uh, Peter Moylan was on the, on the game Monday night, him and Brian Jordan. Brian Jordan did the game actually Friday night for Apple. Huh. Um, and, and so Peter Mullen was talking about the spin rate and how the spin rate is so different with Devin Williams than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing the standout play would be the wild pitch. The wild pitch would be the only play that I could come up with uh, because that was about it. You look on either side, there was not much excitement on either side. Uh, I mean, it was a great pitcher's duel, uh, and if you're a baseball fan, it's great. If you're just your average ho-hum fan, you're probably thinking the game's boring, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't mind pitchers' duels uh, because I know being a pitcher, that's uh, a fun thing to be in- involved in. It's just you hope that as a infielder or fielder, your pitcher gets out of the innings quick so you can get back in and get going. I mean, the offense just didn't get going. Riley had a hit. Ozuna actually had a hit and a walk as well. And that was it, okay? That was the only thing in the game last night that occurred. Uh, on, the, on the Brewer side of things, um, if I can get my computer to, to come up and, and do what it's supposed to do, which, oh, yeah, obviously it's not. So it's going to show me some videos, though. Uh, that would be good. Um, they had at least four hits. Yeah, they had. Um, they didn't have see, their okay. No. Okay, here we go. Um, they only had. Uh, two, three, four, five. They had five hits. Okay, five. Yep. And and uh, Urias had two of them. Okay. Uh, but everybody else, uh, no hits. So they struggled even as much. And Hunter Renfro was the guy who got a double, and then ended up getting to third and getting home on the wild pitch. And I kid you not, 
So Chip Carey, they're, you know, Renfro's on third base, and they just said he is 90 feet closer to potentially scoring on a wild pitch. Mm-hmm. And by golly, if Ian Anderson, like the next, maybe not the next pitch, but the pitch after that throws the wild pitch. Mm. And I'm just like, why'd you talk about that? Stop talking about things like that. But <laughs> anyway, he, you know, again, I, I don't, yes, Ian's going to get credited with the loss. And as frustrated as I am, he still had a good game. But but you hate to lose a game on a wild pitch. But you also hope that your offense can score more than one run, okay, if they could at least have given him one run, then we're tied. So, anyway, nobody hitting the ball. Just nobody hitting the ball right now. It's almost as if you could wish you could give everybody a day off. Let's call up some of the guys from the minors, give everybody a day off, let's rest, let's relax, and then get back at it, you know? There we go. So. Um, rumor was they were going to bring uh, Phil in tonight, start a uh, starting pitcher for the Braves. Um, I'm looking well, you know, at – you know who the – you know who the starter is tonight, don't you? I'm looking. It's Tucker Davidson. Uh, David. <laughs> I just saw it. They had not announced it last night. They didn't know who was going to be um, who was going to be pitching. Uh, so they just announced it. I saw it this morning. It's Tucker Davidson is pitching. Ooh. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Like that. So. So Tucker's the guy going tonight. Yes. Do you know yeah. who's going for the Brewers? Because my app is being finicky. Uh, well, mine is too. So we're we're in both in good shape. I did see it. It's we don't get Burns until tomorrow until Wednesday. Ooh, that's gonna be. Uh, that's another one I'm excited about. Max Fried again versus Corbin. Yes. Yes. Exactly. So again, that's another game where nobody's gonna score. <laughs> it's gonna be another. It's going to be another pitcher's duel, uh, and I and, and and again another good thing I, I have uh, not only on on Wednesday night with church, but I also have uh, the uh, graduation parade is going on uh, before then, so I'll be watching on the app, uh, so there won't be much to watch uh, mm-hmm. basically because it'll be another pitcher's duel. But but I you know I hope a good game from Tucker Davidson, um, you know need a need a good solid strong outing from him. And, uh, you know, he, his outings last year were pretty good. We just need him to be a little bit like, – because I thought that was the guy that was going to get the, the fifth uh, starting job this year was Tucker Davidson. Uh, so, hopefully he can uh, get out and, and get a strong start because we could use a little bit of rest in the bullpen. But it doesn't matter, you know, rest or not. If he gives us a strong game, we still got to score runs, John, and that's just one thing we haven't been able to do. Um, I believe this game's at one ten, so you might be able to watch it. But, uh, uh, no, the uh, the game on on yes, the game on yes, the game on Wednesday is yes. You're right, right. I didn't see that. Yeah, it's get was that getaway day? So, um, which means you know then they they fly to to uh, Florida to play. So so yeah, it's at one ten. So yes, I will be able to do it. I'll be able to work out in the afternoon to the pitchers duel. Uh, which means uh, that, uh, you know, I don't know that I'll get really motivated enough. <laughs> Why don't you just bike yeah. ride for the whole game? It, it, won't, it won't be that long. It won't be that long. That's exactly right. It'll be a really quick game. But um, I don't know, John. We just we need some hits. Uh, that is our That has been our one struggle. We need some hits. Uh, that should be our mantra maybe going into the next few games is we need hits. Um, but, you know, it doesn't get any easier. You know, the Marlins over the weekend, and then it's the uh, Phillies. Um, and, boy, uh, and then back to the Marlins. Uh, but, boy, you know, the Phillies, uh, Bryce Harper having that arm issue, still able to play because he can be the DH, uh, or else he would be on the DL or the I, whatever you want to call it now, IR. Um, so, again, it just doesn't get any easier for us, and we're not playing any any, uh, you know, cheesy teams because the Marlins aren't bad and, and it's still going to be a struggle going there. But I, 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 you know, need a win, need a win on, on Tuesday, need a win on Wednesday. Let's put it that way. I, I agree. Um, before we get out of here, I do have a story and it's kind of related to baseball. 
and it uh-huh. proved to uh, our Brave Nation fans how crazy I am. Had a workout yesterday. <laughs> you know where this is going. I do, yes. I yes. learned my lesson that why baseball players um, wear pants when they slide in because we had a workout, and the last part of the workout was to run home from third base. Well, I, <laughs> my crazy self, run home and slide in shorts, no padding, no nothing, just slide into home. And I've got a big old strawberry bruise on my left shin, and it's bothering me. So if you want to yes. picture that, all you uh, crazy Braves fans, that's how that's how crazy well, it is. Well, that's why the White Sox got rid of the shorts, by the way, back in the 70s. Uh, why was that ever a good idea? That was never a good idea. No. But again, John, you, you know, you, you're a baseball guy. It doesn't matter what you got on. You're just not thinking about it. You're just no. going, you're, you're working out, you're going head first, let me just do whatever, because I've done yep. it before as well. So, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah, but but the problem is um, when you're in your teens, it doesn't hurt. No. Nope. Okay? But when you're older, it hurts. Yep. Um, <laughs> and especially with my age, uh, I don't know that I'm getting up from a slide anymore. So, <laughs> uh, so it's really going to hurt. But, yes, so, uh, yeah, note to self, John. Uh, no more sliding with with shorts on, okay? Uh, no, I, because I now learned. you now you know what you get, right? <laughs> yeah. It was a whole lot of fun when I did it, just not afterwards. That's exactly right. That's right. <laughs> well, Jeremy, the next time I talk to you will be right before the Marlins series, and we'll preview that. Um, Absolutely. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter at Ethos Braves. You can follow me at the Blind Donkey Runner. Um, and, and you can old school it for me on Facebook. Just look me up as Jeremy Bell. There we go. Well, Brave Station, look forward to hearing talking to y'all soon. Thank you for listening to this podcast, and uh, we'll talk to you for tomorrow. Let's go Brave. Go Brave. <laughs>